What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode three of Calling All Craft Beer. Got something special for you today. We're going to talk about um, five reviews, like normal show. We're going to go over some events we got going on in the area over the next week. And then we're also going to talk about the anatomy of beer in general. So should be a pretty cool episode, um, especially for those of you out there that may not know a ton about beer history and things like that. We're going to kind of get into that, which will be awesome. Um, and I want to talk about events because I think there's so much that goes on in the craft brew world that I think it's cool to be able to use this as a channel to kind of get that stuff out there. So those of you that are out there that may not know what you got going on in your local area can figure it out. So start off with some events. So I'm starting tomorrow. Today's Sunday the 2nd. Tomorrow is Monday, um, December 3rd. The, we have the Brew U going on at Concrete Beach Brewery in Miami, Florida. Definitely feel free to check that out. It's an awesome event. They talk to you about home brewing and kind of um, dive into some information about just brewing beer altogether. Um, that is a $15 entry, I do believe. Um, <clears throat> then on the 4th, which is Tuesday, Ithaca Beer up in Ithaca, New York has their 20th anniversary party. This is awesome because when you think about that, I mean, 20 years of brewing beer is a phenomenal party, phenomenal situation. So, um, you know, I'm originally from the Philadelphia area and Yinling was one of the, like the world's, the United States first breweries aside from like, they say it's the oldest brewery in the United States. So um, it's pretty cool to see um, a company like this hit their 20 year anniversary. So if you're in the Ithaca, New York area, definitely encourage you to go check that out. And then we have Wednesday the 5th. Trivia Night at Charter Oak Brewing, um, Brewing Company in Danbury, Connecticut, as well as the White Chocolate Golden Ale Tapping and a Can Release at Triton Brewing in Indianapolis, Indiana. So if you're in either one of those areas, Danbury, Connecticut, or Indianapolis, Indiana, go check that out. On the 6th, which is Thursday, we've got Vintage and Vinyl. It's the Immortal Grapes of Wrath in Milton, Delaware at Dogfish Head. And then also on the 6th is Vinyl Night at Odyssey Beer Works in Arvada, Colorado. So if you're in either one of those areas, Milton, Delaware, or Arvada, Colorado, or close by, definitely go check out one of those two events. And then on the 7th, which is Friday, we have the second annual Toys for Tots kickoff at Triton Brewing in Indianapolis, Indiana again. So if you guys are not familiar with Toys for Tots, man, I mean, this is something that's been going on for a long time. You know, it started, I believe, with um, first responders, firefighters, police officers, and then it kind of just rolled over into a bunch of different in industries. There have been um, motorcycle groups that have done it, all kinds of cool stuff. So to see Triton Brewing jumping in and doing something like this is their second year in a row. Definitely go check it out. Bring a toy and um, support the cause, man. It's an awesome deal um, to provide toys for um, unfortunate, unfortunate. Wow. For less fortunate children, not unfortunate children. Children are fantastic. <laughs> so, um, these are some kick-ass events. And what we're going to do, the podcast is going to probably be like a two a weeker. So we'll kind of do, we'll cover every five days from an episode, um, in terms of events every time we do, or we may just do one episode per week that has the events for the next seven days. So we'll kind of see how that pans out as we go through, the holiday time and things like that, where there are going to be um, probably some more events going into the first of the year. So having said that, let's talk about the history of beer a little bit. So what a lot of people I don't think realize is that when you look at beer, 
You know, people look at, there's so many different styles of beer out there, right? We've got everything from imperial stouts to regular stouts to um, porters, and then you've got barley wines, and you've got German ales, you got American ales, you got Indian pale ales, you got all kinds of crazy stuff. There's sours, there's so many different lambics, you know what I mean? There's so many different styles of brew out there, but if we trace those all back, there's really only two styles of beer where these all kind of originate from, and that's you're either an ale or you're a lager, and that's kind of the, uh, <clears throat> a lot of people don't don't really understand that or get that, that there's a base for everything, so we can kind of branch off on the ale side, you know, you've got your ale, then you've got your lambic, a Belgian ale, a German ale. That is an ale is actually the basis for a, your what, what we all know as a porter, or a stout, American porter, American stout, imperial stout, um, milk stouts, all that good stuff. And then it kind of branches over to the pale ale side, which is American pale ale, strong pale ales, IPAs, double and imperial IPAs. They all kind of stay um, on that um on that side, on the ale side. Then you have some that kind of like branch in between. So if we talk about like a Baltic Porter, it's kind of like a mix between an ale and a lager. So there's a lot of cool um, styles. There's over 500 styles of beer out there, which is insane to even think about that. When you look at the lager side, you look at stuff like, you know, general American lager, European lager, German lager. Then we start getting into box and Doppelbox and um, Marzins and stuff like that. Then you've got your Pilsners, your American Pilsner, you got an American lager, you got the adjunct lager. So there's so many like tree branches that go off of this into so many different areas of beer that it's pretty amazing when you really think of where they kind of all originated from. When you're talking about took somebody at one point in time said, this is an ale, this is a lager, and here we go. We're going to build all this stuff off of it, which is just amazing when you think about it because like I said there's over 500 styles of beer out there so I'm gonna put a graphic out there and I want to kind of get some ideas from you guys in some comments of what your favorite styles are what your favorite you know blends <clears throat> could be there's we there's been so many cool um additions made to beer you know just in the last five to ten years and that's I'm amazed to see kind of what we come up with you know things going down um, down the line. I mean, you start talking about, you know, hard sodas and, you know, alcoholic water beverages and all kinds of crazy stuff now, which are all essentially malted ales. So, and in essence, there's a, a similar idea behind making beer that turns some of these things into, you know, a malted beverage or like we said, you know, like a, a, an alcoholic soda or an alcoholic water and things of that nature, but um, obviously different, but similar. So um, it's pretty cool when you think about the origination of where like everything came from. And um, I will tell you right now that some of my favorites in you know terms of just beer overall, I'm a huge IPA freak. Um, IPAs are probably IPAs, Imperial IPAs, you know, triple IPAs, quadruple IPAs, all this good stuff is probably some of my favorites. And then um, then when we start getting into porters and imperial porters imperial stouts i like strong beer you know so if it has the name imperial in it chances are i'm gonna like it brown ales red ales black ales i mean all kinds of good stuff so those are probably my favorites and then you know i'm, I'm i love my belgian quads i'm i dig into some box and doppel box and um pilsner's not really a, a huge fan 
Um, but there's, but it all depends, you know, I mean, there's been some great ones out there that I've fallen in love with. So it really all just depends on the blend itself and what the brewery's done to make it unique and kind of set it aside from everybody else. So having said that, um, if you guys have any specific questions in regards to a specific style of beer or how some of these things are made, feel free to drop us a line. It's calling all craft beer at gmail.com. The address the email is actually in the bio of the podcast on instagram so you want to give us a shout click the email link and just shoot us over an email or feel free to send us a dm even comment on the the graphic for the new podcast totally up to you so let's get into the five ale review for this for today um and we're going to start off with kind of a an off the wall one um i was actually visiting my cousin not too long ago um and she actually just randomly had some uh, Bayou Bootlegger from Abita, which is actually a hard root beer in her fridge. And she said that she liked it a lot. And I've had a few. I've had the Not Your Fathers. I've had a couple other ones out there. And to be honest with you, I actually really enjoyed Bayou Bootlegger. I felt like it was probably the best hard root beer that I've ever had. I, I honestly think, in my personal opinion, that it was more like a birch beer. I think it's spicier. It's not... Um, as smooth as like a as like a regular root beer and things like that. It's five point nine percent ABV. Um, I actually rated it three point five on Untapped, and um, it's sweet. It's smooth. Like I said, it's spicy. It's more like a birch beer to me, but it is super super enjoyable. And dude, these things can get you in trouble because it's just like a soda. So let's say you know you're at a party hanging out and you have three or four of these things. Next thing you know, you might be uh, you know kind of on your butt a little bit because you're drinking something that's just about six percent alcohol. And it tastes like you're drinking a soda. So dangerous, 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 but absolutely a great brew. And I would um, suggest it highly. I'm a big fan of Abita to begin with, a Louisiana boy born in New Orleans. And uh, I definitely am a fan of Abita brewing altogether. So moving on to the next one, we're going to do the Magic Hat TFG IPA. This guy is 6.6 ABV, 66 IBU. Um, I rated it 3.5 also on Untapped. Um, the only thing that I felt was missing from this particular IPA was that just that snap, that bite that you typically get from a nice bitter IPA. I felt like it was a little too smooth. Um, the hops were definitely evident. It had a little bit of a bitter back note, um, back end, you know, it's malty, it was piney and it's super smooth. The flavor is fantastic. You know, I can't complain about the flavor at all. I actually enjoyed the flavor of the brew a lot. Um, but I was disappointed that it was missing that kind of snake bite that I call it, you know, that you get on the on uh, when you really dig into a nice, bitter, uh, hoppy IPA. But again, I rated it a 3.5 out of 5, so I did like it. It was just missing that one piece that I think would have made it perfect. Um, moving on, I'm going to go with Weyerbacher. Weyerbacher actually came out with this um, whiskey barrel aged version of their barley wine, Blithering Idiot. And this is actually called Insanity. It's also a barley wine. Wow. Now, <laughs> let me tell you. This is probably one of the booziest, strongest um, beers that I've ever had in my entire life. And I've had some that are way stronger in terms of ABV. Um, we actually have another one. The, the, the best one on the day that we're going to review here in this podcast is a lot heavier ABV. But I felt like the insanity from Weyerbacher just tasted so much more boozy. That's very malty. It does have a hint of vanilla there, but it's just like a tiny little speck that you taste on your taste buds as it kind of rolls back. 
Um, I did enjoy it, but it's one of those um, brews that because it is so boozy, I wouldn't see myself having more than one in a single shot. And it's also 13.3% ABV. So a couple of these bad boys and you'll definitely be, uh, you know, feeling it for sure. So um, I'd be a little careful with those bad boys. I did enjoy it. You know, I rated it a 3.5 out of 5. So um, that's three for there's three on the day at 3.5, which I felt like, you know, it, it's definitely enjoyable. I would definitely purchase a four pack and maybe have, you know, one every couple days or something like that. I did enjoy it, but it's just so strong and so thick that I don't think I'd be able to have more than one in a single shot. Um, but hats off to Weyerbacher because it was definitely a phenomenal brew. And then um, my kind of disappointment on the day was um, I got my hands on some Matilda from Goose Island. If some of you guys out there may really enjoy this beer, um, I personally did not enjoy it. It's 7.0 ABV. It's a 26 IBU. It's a Belgian pale ale. It's smooth. It does have a sweetness to it. Um, it's kind of a, a dry finish. The thing that threw me off is the cloves. You know, I'm just not a fan of clove flavoring being in beer. I mean, it that uh, it kind of hits your palate kind of like licorice which is weird, which I know it's not cloves are not licorice, but you kind of get that that understanding of that um, that flavoring. But I also kind of have, there's these old clove cigarettes that pe- people used to smoke, these really skinny things. And I kind of got that, um, I kind of got that thought in my head of like the smell of one of those cigarettes. And it just kind of turned me off. It was just something about that clove flavoring in a beer that just really didn't do it for me. So I rated this a 2.0 out of 5. Um, so it is less than half, which puts it on the bad list for today. Um, I get it. You know, I understand Goose Island that this is probably something that sets this particular beer off and makes it unique as that clove flavoring wasn't doing it for me. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of people out there who love it. And there's probably going to be people who disagree with me in terms of my rating for it. But that's okay because we all have different palates and we all have different um, things that we like and don't like about our beer. So um, that was a downer for me on the day. But let's finish on a high note. The kick-ass beer of the day. Um, is one that I've had many times. I've had many different batches of this beer, and it is just a, a favorite all along. Dogfish Head 120 Mid IPA, Imperial IPA. This thing is 18% ABV. It's 120 IBUs. Strong, super boozy. Does have a sweetness to it. It has a nice hoppy bite. Um, they actually use high alpha American hops when they brew this. And uh, it is a kick-ass beer. I mean, this is one of those beers that you like. If you find it, it's like a unicorn. You know, typically in the past, it was more mainly only available via draft. So you would have to find somewhere around that had it on draft. And you would uh, plan to pay a a pretty penny for it. I mean, most places would have it around $10 for an 8-ounce snifter. The price has come down in draft over the years. Um, but the bottle pricing is pretty high. There's a lot of places now that will sell a four pack of it. I know I've been able to purchase it at ABC and Total Wine. And um, we're talking about $45 for a four pack. So you're talking $11 a beer, $11.50 a beer, which is a lot. I mean, when you you go out and spend five to seven bucks on a bottle beer, you know, at a restaurant or when you're out somewhere and you think that's a lot. So you go to a place like Total Wine or ABC and you pick one up and you say, all right, you know, this is my favorite beer and it's two to three dollars a beer. You're cool with that. But to spend eleven dollars a beer, that's a lot of money, but it is worth every penny when it comes to Dogfish Head 120 Minute IPA. Now, this thing, they have put out so many different um, batches and so many different blends. It's been anywhere from 17% that I've even seen it rated as high as 18.5 or something like that in the past. So this particular batch was 18%, 120 IBUs, and 
it was absolutely insane. I mean, I love this. Like I said, this is the unicorn of beers. You know, I don't rate it a 5.0 just because it is so boozy and so strong. Um, but I, you know, it's, it, what can you say? Um, the thing about something like this is in comparison to like the Weyerbacher Insanity, I could drink four Dogfish Head 120 minute IPAs in a single night and probably be pretty sloshed, <laughs> but I could do it and get away with it. No problem. Whereas the Weyerbacher was just so thick, so boozy tasting that it just makes it very difficult for you to have more than one. Whereas Dogfish, forget it, dude. I could, you know, you could keep drinking these things all night long. And if you're willing to put down a $45 four pack in a single night, hey, that's on you. Because, you know, we could all spend that at a bar in one night, no problem. But it is definitely a phenomenal brew. And I encourage you guys, if you get the opportunity to pick some up, pick it up. Even if you're able to get one in a, in like one of those build your own six packs or something like that, you'll definitely get it at a cheaper rate. You know, you can buy a single one, like I said, they're usually, sometimes I've seen the singles for $9.99, which is strange because you see a single for $9.99, but then you buy a four pack for $44.99 or $45. So it's a little bit crazy, but I think what happens is sometimes they'll get like one leftover and they just toss it out in the single rack for $9.99. So if you happen to stumble across one of those, maybe like a Publix find like I've been having lately or something like that, definitely pick that thing up because you will not be disappointed. 120 minute IPA is fantastic. So little recap on the day um we talked about our events um brew you at concrete beach on the third ithaca beers 20th anniversary on the fourth trivia night at charter oak brewing company in danbury connecticut on the fifth white chocolate golden ale tapping and can release in indianapolis indiana at triton brewing on the fifth the sixth we have vintage and vinyl the immortal grapes of wrath in milton delaware at dogfish head vinyl night at odyssey beer works in arvada colorado and then on the 7th, we've got the second annual Toys for Tots kickoff at Triton Brewing in Indianapolis, um, Indiana. Then we uh, talked a little bit about our, you know, the separation of beers, ales and lagers, and kind of where a lot of the uh, other um, styles that are out there have come from and how many styles we currently know in existence, somewhere around 500 plus. And then um, our reviews for the day, um, Abita Bayou Bootlegger. 3.5 out of 5. That's a hard root beer. Uh, Weyerbacher's Insanity, which is a um, whiskey barrel aged barley wine. 13.3 ABV, 3.5 out of 5. Magic Hat TFG IPA, um, 3.5 out of 5. Matilda from Goose Island, was not a fan. Clothes were kicking my butt. 2.0 out of 5. That was my downer for the day. And then Dogfish Head's 120 minute IPA is our kick ass brew of the day. Imperial IPA, 18% with a 120 IBU, 4.25 out of 5 on untapped. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode three. I'm going to put a graphic out there, and I really would appreciate if you guys could give some feedback, comment down below what your favorite styles of beer are. And if any breweries out there would like to get a review on the show or would like to have us talk about their brewery or just kind of give them a shout out, feel free to hit us up on uh, callingallcraftbeer at gmail.com. That's our direct email account. It is linked in the bio of our Instagram page, Calling All Craft Beer. So if you want to get on the show, hit us up. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.